everybody we are live early tonight y'all came back for class and we're starting early when you're early you are on time this is the pre-game this is the pre-show for remar nurse university i'm so happy to see everybody i know i got florida in the house texas in the house you guys are early eager ready to get excited. are you guys excited i'm so excited mm -mm, so excited for everybody that's going to come here study with me tonight and their lives will be changed changed this is remar nurse university the pre-show I'm going to be answering your questions. We did a Q&A earlier, and we had a lot of questions about the computer adaptive exam. So bring them, bring them, bring them, bring them. Remar Nurse University. So it officially started May 29th. Yeah, Delaware in the house. It officially started May 29th. And what happens is it's running till June, the end of June. And the two event times that you are going to want to be present for, mark this in your calendars, you guys probably already have it, is going to be, let me get back to that, is going to be the, <laughs> this, this, this is what it is. <laughs> it's going to be Monday um, at 8 p.m. Eastern time and then also Wednesday at 9. Wednesday at 9, that's game night. And even myself, sometimes I get confused. Monday at 8, Wednesday at 9, but you guys are all here on time. So I wanted to also remind you that we have two weeks left until the um, the the last chance, the last chance sale for the V2 at the $89 price. And that's getting the big three. You're getting my content lectures, you're getting quick facts, and you're getting your downloadable V2 workbook that you print out. You print out, uh-huh, uh-huh. And so those are the three that you get for that price. Now, remember, you can add on the physical workbook now. That, that's something you can add on. You also can add on first shift right now too, okay? So those are the big three, the $89 price. Now, if you already have this book right here, then we talked about how that price goes down from 89 to 69, yeah. So literally two weeks left to take advantage of this, guys. So get in, even if you have to delay your start date, this is the time to do that. But I wanted to touch base on one of the things that you also get in V2, which is the computer adaptive testing. And I wanted to kind of explain the purpose while I had a few minutes of computer adaptive testing, all right? And so with computer adaptive testing, the entire point of doing a computer adaptive test before taking NCLEX is to see your results and how you are measuring up to the passing standard of NCLEX. That's the whole point. If you're just taking computer adaptive tests, computer adaptive testing, you're not getting any feedback before NCLEX, then you are just doing it for fun because it is supposed to guide your studying after you've had that experience. So if you take a computer adaptive test, you don't get any kind of feedback, that's not a good computer adaptive test if it's not pushing you to reevaluate where you are, okay? So um, as an explainer, how the computer adaptive testing work in V2 is this. These computer adaptive tests that I am giving you, you get two computer adaptive tests in V2, all right? Now, they are five-hour exams just like the NCLEX. So it behaves just like the NCLEX. You cannot pause it 
and stop and come back later. You cannot, um, you know, change your mind in the middle of it. This is going to treat you like NCLEX would treat you. Okay. You're going to get 85 questions as a minimum, 150 as a maximum. Ask me your questions now. Cause I know, I know you guys, your wheels are spinning right now about this computer adaptive test. So that's why I'm on here now. You will get an NCLEX candidate report, performance report. Very, very, very important. The decision on your report will be pass or fail. Okay. The decision on your report will show you pass or fail. Now, I just want to sit here and talk about that for a minute. Your computer um, adaptive test is going to give you your performance report. It is going to look very similar to your NCLEX exam. I don't know if I can show you this or not. It's not focusing. <laughs> but anyhow, it is going to say you have passed the computer adaptive test. You have not passed it. Okay. It's also going to tell you how many questions you passed it or did not pass it in. Very important. And um, somebody was asking this earlier because I guess they passed it at a minimum. And so it said that you had 70 items, which is what mine said when I took it. I took this test last night at midnight. I don't know why I did that, but it took me um, it took me about an hour and maybe a half to do this computer adaptive test. But, you know, this is I've taken them several times. So. I got 70 questions here. It told me you passed in 70. And so I got some questions from students saying, but the minimum is 85 questions. So how could I have passed in 70? B2 is counting your case studies as individual questions. All right. So your case studies are also counted whether you have met that passing mark or you haven't. So, you know, you get six questions in a case study. So what's happening is that V2 is calculating the amount of case studies you did and in the X in the like, you know, in the probability, it is counting those as individual questions. But when it prints out, you don't see the individual questions there. You just see that you had one case study. All right. So I hope that makes sense to you guys. Can I just subscribe to the adaptive test only? No, 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 no. And um, the reason why is because I'm trying to give you guys more bang for your buck. So with the $89 price, you have the content lectures, quick facts, the regular next-gen question bank, and two computer adaptive tests. So with that type of value, it really doesn't make sense for me to just do computer adaptive testing at this time. I want you guys to be fully prepared. All right. Now, the question is, when do I take my computer adaptive tests? Computer adaptive tests. The first one that you take should be after study session number 20. Study session number 20. If you guys are following your, your study calendar, okay, for B2, this is a four-week program. If you print out your calendar, you're going to have 20 study sessions, okay? After your 20 study sessions, I want you to take your first computer adaptive test. The reason is because the study calendar is going to have you studying the lectures, quick facts, and the question bank all together. And I want you to be doing that before you just try to jump into the computer adaptive test. The computer adaptive test is difficult, okay? It's very difficult, it's challenging. Um, so make sure that you have your content reviewed before jumping into the computer adaptive test. The second time, your second computer adaptive test is going to be 
one week before your exam, one week before your exam. So this is to guide you on a last minute prep of what areas you should be mm -mm -mm, focusing on. And again, and again, um, what I want to say is the V2 will tell you the categories that you're below or above in. So you can pass the computer adaptive test. You can pass NCLEX and be still be below in a category at the time of your probability. OK, because remember, this is not a scored exam like 50 or 60 percent. It's a probability estimate. So the V2 has calculated that if you kept going, you more than likely would pass. But what it's telling you when you get your printout is that at this time, you're below in these areas, okay? So this is a um, this is a student. They sent me their computer adaptive exam. I don't know if you can see it, but it has the red letters. You have not passed it. And it says you have not passed it in 135 items, okay? And then you can see most of their categories was all below, meaning, at that time, that day that they tested, they absolutely need to focus on those areas. Now, when you get your computer adaptive test and you pass it, it may say you're below in this area at the time of probability. Go back and look at those areas. That's all. That's what you're supposed to be using this for. The computer adaptive test is still a learning tool. It's still a learning tool. So use it as that, okay? What if we, um, how do I find it? How do you find it? Okay, you find the computer adaptive test in the question bank part of V2. Uh, let me see if I can um, do this. Okay, so I'm gonna show you V2 really quickly. So inside of V2, you guys see courses here. Underneath that is question bank. If you go into the question bank, you will find your computer adaptive test when you go to create a test, when you go to create a test. All right, everybody should have two computer adaptive tests in their V2 question bank, okay? All right, hi, everybody. We are just talking about the computer adaptive tests and how they are to be used. Like I said, when you do a computer adaptive test for NCLEX, it is supposed to give you um, direction on how to move forward. So I'm just gonna read to you what it says about this test and then we can ask questions on the back end. So it says, um, to pass the computer adaptive test, a student must perform above the passing standard. Students fail if they only meet um, students fail if they only meet the um, passing standard or are below it. And this is overall. Okay. The purpose of the CAT performance report is to give you information about your performance on specific content areas. So. All right, so it's also saying here, you'll be above, near, or below. These descriptions are designed to help you understand your strengths and weaknesses, all right? Note, you cannot add up your performance in content areas to validate a pass or fail decision. This is just like the NCLEX, okay? This is just like the NCLEX. So you can't look and say, oh, well, I got you know five greens and two reds. So I should have passed. It doesn't work like that. That's not what it's supposed to do. It's just giving you a snapshot at, at this time, this is where you are, okay? So the CAT, please take advantage of it. Look at your performance reports. When I, when I am 
am thinking about how my performance is as a computer adaptive exam, I'm looking to see, hey, am I passing in the minimum? Because that's a great sign if you're passing with the minimum. Am I failing with the minimum? If you're failing at the minimum, it means that the exam has already determined that you are not going to pass. So it's not going to continue to give you questions. All right. So people who fail NCLEX with the minimum amount of questions are struggling with content and safety, are struggling with content and safety. So use the computer adaptive exams in V2 for your benefit. All right. I think it's eight o'clock, everybody. Okay. I think it's eight o'clock, everybody. Let us transition into what we came here for, which is this welcome everybody. This is Remar Nurse University. Again, this is week three, actually. And we are going to be hitting it hard, y'all. We're going to be hitting it hard. Get out your B2, uh, B2, RNU workbooks and turn to week three. Also bring your pen and your determined mind. We have a lot to do. We have a lot to do. The patient report that I'm giving you is going to incorporate a lot of principles of nursing care in terms of looking at medication. This is what we're doing. We've been looking at medications. We've been looking at vital signs and we have been considering the safety protocols that are needed. This is next gen work. This is real life work, okay? So hurry up, Australia, get in here. Hurry up, Florida, hurry up, guys, get in here <laughs> so that we can get started. We can get started. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to put the report up on the screen very soon right here. I'm waiting for my workbook. Um, I'm grabbing this book because there was required reading from this book for tonight's case study. All right. I wanted you guys to read about certain topics. If you don't have this book, get on it. Get on it. This book will be super helpful to you if you're preparing for NCLEX. OK. All right. So quick facts. The topics that we were to read about was orthostatic hypotension, cardiac medications, diuretics, benzodiazepines and COVID-19. Somebody asked me today, COVID-19. I said, yes, COVID-19 you know, the thing that was the worldwide pandemic, get into it. We got to know it. All right. Um, I just want to pause for the cause really quickly because I saw this comment. It just flashed past, past my screen. Okay. <laughs> got you, V2. Quick facts. Watched your Facebook, YouTube videos. Took my exam last Friday and got my results passed. Officially a Remar nurse. Thanks to you and Mark. Good luck, guys. Good luck. We're sending. So everybody say congratulations. That's what we do here at Remar Nurse University. We stop and we say, um, I don't know what it took you to get where you are, but I'm glad to be a part of the journey. And as we celebrate you, we are anticipating our, our time when our Remar family will be congratulating us. So all the best to you and your nursing career. Thank you for coming back, finding me on a Monday night, coming back and letting all of the Remar nurses know that you did pass and they are going crazy with the congratulations. That's what we do here. I love the positivity of this community. It's it's amazing. It's amazing. Um, we are all understanding that sometimes sacrifice and failure is the price of just entry. Like the price of just being grateful and being able to celebrate somebody is because you have failed yourself and you know what it takes to get back up. So 
we are indeed, indeed grateful for you to come back and bless us. Our patient today is Mr. John Daniels. He's an interesting somebody with himself. Get out your paper. We've taken report on this patient. I'm going to try to give you time to write it, but we have to move on. We always tarry way too long sometimes. All right, here we go. So John Daniels, 55-year-old man client, I guess he's a man and a male, that's different, presents with transient loss of consciousness. Okay, did I have that written down for you guys already? I'm not sure. Okay, so he has a transient loss of consciousness. All of these details are very important. Anyhow, he also says, write this down, he feels dizzy and is always thirsty. Mm. Okay. History coming up. Tap into this is history is anxiety, depression, renal failure. Anxiety, depression, renal failure. His mental status. Got to know about the mentation of your patient you're caring for. Alert and oriented times four. Okay. Respiratory. What do we know about him? No respiratory distress. No respiratory distress. Neuro responds appropriately. Speech is clear. No dizziness. No headache at this time. And GI. What do we know about the GI issues? Denies nausea and vomiting at this time. This is great. Okay. Um, denies nausea and vomit at this time. However, he did have one episode of diarrhea. Okay. One episode of diarrhea. The vital signs are stable. They're noted in the chart. <laughs> and the EKG is negative of any heart condition. Oh my goodness. Okay. Here you go. Okay. Here you go. This is, this is your patient for tonight. What page is this you asked? This is RNU page. This is RNU workbook, page 13. Is this it? Is this right? Page 13. Our patient has a lot of things going on. I um, so I implore you to, to, to figure it out. Get on your thinking caps. This is a safe environment to make your nursing judgment practice. If you are here for the first time, you're meant to be here. You were sent here tonight to give yourself another opportunity to be a nurse. Okay, so we have a real patient. We have a real patient. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Hey, we got a John here. Thanks a lot, Prof. I took mine on Saturday, 610, and I passed this V2, and quick facts are the secret of success for passing NCLEX. First attempt, pow, pow. Why don't you stick around and tell us what else we need to know to pass NCLEX? I'm, I'm so proud. Like, that testimony does it. Congratulations, John. <laughs> Congratulations, John. We are talking about John Daniels, and um, he has a lot going on. So, Whenever, whenever we get vital signs from another nurse or a nurse's aide, what should we always be thinking in our head? I know you said the vital signs are stable. I know you said they're in the chart, but I still need to do it myself. So one of the things I tell you guys is when you first meet a patient, go take their vital signs. Say, hi, I'm your nurse. Let me, I just want to grab your, your blood pressure real quick. Just want to grab your heart rate you know, so I can start my shift off with a clear mind. Never take anybody's word for 
mm, vital signs. I just, I just had some, mm -mm, don't do it. Don't do it. Okay. So now let's go into the next thing. Is the report taken? Do you guys have your report notes already? I'm stalling. I'm stalling so that you guys can get everything you need to go write down, <laughs> write it down. All right. I'm moving on. Okay. Now, what else? Here are the medications for this patient. We're still in our preliminary phase. We are still learning about this patient. Now, look at this, y'all. Here is the patient's medication list. Okay. My, 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 my. Now, whether you're in nursing school or you graduated 15 years ago, let me tell you this. If you are taking the NCLEX exam, it is your responsibility to know these medications. When I put them on the screen, you need to look at each one of them and say deep in your heart, can I tell somebody what each of these medications are for? Let's just start there. Do you know what they're for? All right. Because you have to know medications in order to pass NCLEX. And I know you guys know that, but I'm just saying it again. I'm just saying it again. Okay, here we go. So the first medication, I'm on page 14 of the RNU workbook. The first medication is exenatide. Okay, what is that medication for? If you don't know, let's just write it down. Let's just write it down. Let's just write it down. Okay. What else? Ferrosamide. Okay. Do we know what ferrosamide is for? And I'm saying, I'm saying them in your hearing. Okay. I'm saying them in your hearing. So if you don't have this, you can write it down. You can also, um, you know, just listen and, and, and just soak this in. <laughs> um, Verapamil. Oh my goodness. Verapamil. What is that for? Very common medications. Um, and I, I, I would, you know, I would say all of these medications are in the back of Quick Facts because that's where I wrote this. I wrote this case study from this book here. OK, Quick Facts. So if you don't have this book. Get into the pharmacology section. All right. This is Quick Facts for you. All right. All of these medications are are um, on here. All right. Here we go. Verapamil. Alprazolam. What's alprazolam? And while we're looking at these medications, you guys know how I do. Also be looking for things that you need to call the doctor about. Okay. And then the patient also is to be given a bolus of 1,000 milliliters or one liter of normal saline, sodium chloride, 0.9. Okay. I love the comments in the screen. You guys are doing your pharmacology work, sharing the love. And this is important because you know what? We have nursing students from all over. There's almost 2,000 people. Share this video. We almost got 2,000 on a study session tonight. So you are seeing, okay, you are seeing your patient's medication list. Now I have to go on because we have to get into it. Do I have the next thing for you guys, which is... Ah, let's look at the laboratory values. What is going on? Okay, what is going on? Now, with the lab values, with NextGen NCLEX, you guys know you're going to now get the normal ranges. So what you have to understand now is that it's not about the number now. 
It is about, do you understand what the laboratory value means? If it's low, if it's high, do you understand what it is doing to your patient at this time? So, okay, yeah, we can see right now that the patient's, the potassium, the potassium is low. So what? Why do you care that the potassium is low? That's how you have to approach this. What does hypokalemia mean for John? What issues is he going to have if this is not addressed? Because when I look at his medication list, do I see his low potassium being addressed here? Not according to his medication. So that means you as the new graduate nurse, especially if you're a registered nurse, if you're a practical nurse, which is why I'm hoping practical nurses and registered nurses are both here. The practical nurse is going to be the one who has to identify this. Because I'll tell you a hundred times out of a hundred, if a RN is working with a PN, she's, she's going to be relying on that PN to bring up issues like this. Okay. Because the RN usually is going to have their own patients too. So the PN needs to be able to say, hmm, this potassium is low. And then you have to report to the nurse, the potassium is low, but you just can't stand there and say the potassium is low and not have any reason to why the potassium is low because the nurses is going to talk about you. They will talk about you if you don't come with the knowledge of basic laboratory values. Y'all know nursing is a rough, it is a rough profession. Okay. Tons and tons of social <laughs> issues within nursing. But to keep yourself out of that type of trouble, you got to know your content. Okay. You got to know your content. You can't go into nursing with people having to do their job and your job. Okay. So that's why we focus on content here. I'm training you guys to be excellent nurses. So number one is identifying it. So you have to be able to identify something's wrong here. And a lot of you guys are doing that. I'm so happy to see in the comments. Yes, I love it. Y'all said that ferrosamide is lowering the potassium. Yes, as the nurse, you have to be able to say, I see that the potassium is dropping in our patient. Perhaps the ferrosamide is a problem, okay? You gotta, you gotta approach the doctors like that because they're the ones that prescribed the ferrosamide. And so we have to remind them, hey, my patient is, is going down because of the things you prescribe. You got to watch them more. You got to do something about this. The nurses, we're the voice of the patient. The patient can't tell the doctor. The patient doesn't know that their potassium level is dropping. They won't know until they start having chest pain. They won't know until they're dead. Okay. So you have to be the voice that speaks up for the patient. That's your number one job there. Medicine is dangerous. And so nurses are in place to protect patients. Did you know that? That's what you do. That's your entire job. And that's why we run around. <laughs> we run around like chickens with our heads cut off because we have to keep everybody safe. Okay, I digress. What else? So the potassium is absolutely low. Um, what else? Is everything else okay? What else am I missing? It says, yeah, we need to call the doctor. The glucose is high too. 
is that the glucose is high. The glucose is way high. The glucose is way high. Okay, we got to call the doctor about the glucose too. <laughs> There's and welcome to nursing. You come on the shift, you get report, you look at your patient's labs, you you see you see you see issues, just alarms going off. This is this may not be an easy shift. So, anyways, we already got several problems. We got several problems with the medication. Glory, we get down to the laboratory values. Our patient not doing well, not stable, and then now. Let's move on to the vital signs. For those of you who don't have, for those of you who don't have the workbook, look at this beauty right here. Look at our patient right here. Glory, somebody did vital signs on our patient. What do we notice? What's going on? What's the diagnosis? It's not even, we can't, we're, as nurses, we're not even allowed to diagnose patients. But what's the problem right here, right now? What are you looking at? Mm. And remember, the patient is having transient loss of consciousness and said he's dizzy, okay? So does this support his subjective data? Somebody said, Lord, this looks like the facility I work at. Okay, so what are we seeing here? I like it a lot. I like it. I like it. Absolutely. And this is something that, you know, if you spend even a couple weeks in nursing school, I'm expecting you to be able to identify this. I'm expecting you to know this concept because it's very common in nursing. And sometimes we're talking here, sometimes nurses can cause this issue for patients by the medications that we give. So there are definitely some things that are going on with our patient right now. Okay, these vital signs are concerning. I don't even know. We have so many things to call a doctor about. And you know, another thing we might have to consider is what is the most important for us to call the doctor about? Because this is how NCLEX will do you. So many things here, so many issues going on. This is what y'all want to get into. This is, this is you guys want to be nurses. So yes, absolutely. When I'm looking at these vital signs, when I'm looking at this patient, I, I noticed that blood pressure is going down as the patient's position changes, heart rate's increasing. We have an issue where somebody did partial vital signs. So I actually don't even know what my patient's blood pressure is. I know that the heart rate is low, but what is the blood pressure? Can I even trust these vital signs? Would you trust these vital signs if you saw them? Okay. I don't even know if I could trust these vital signs. So Let's move on to our first question for tonight. We, we evaluate the patient. The first question is this. It's a clinical judgment question. Clinical judgment. Based on the Remar medication list, what are some possible diagnosis of J. Daniels? Okay. Just based off the medication list, I just want you to look at the medication list. And then I want you to write it on the screen here, right on the screen. Let me see if I can pull up that medication list again. Some of you guys might not have this. Here it is. So we had the patient on um, exenatide. They were also on ferrosamide, verapamil, okay. alprazolam as well. Okay. We are learning a new language today, pharmacology pharmacology. And then they also got one bolus. 
A bolus times one. It's kind of odd, okay? So I asked the question, what, I asked the question, what diagnosis are we expecting for our patient? Here's the answer, write this down. Correct answer is, I'm, um, I'm seeing that a patient probably has diabetes mellitus, okay? I don't know if it's type one or type two, but they have diabetes mellitus. I'm also adding hypokalemia, um, anxiety. I guess I couldn't tell hypokalemia from just the medication. That's more the labs. And orthostatic hypotension from the bolus. Did you connect the bolus to the blood pressure? That is one of the ways that you bring up blood pressure is bolus of fluid. What's another way, what other medication can you use to increase blood pressure? What is it? I talked to you guys about it. If you have V2, we went over it when we talked about diabetes insipidus. Mm, who has it? Who has it? A lot of people. Okay, good. Correct answer I was thinking of was um, IV fluids is one. I was also thinking of vasopressin. Vasopressin. That will also be used to increase the blood pressure. Okay. So we know how to bring the blood pressure down, but you need to also know how to bring it up too for NCLEX. Good job, everybody. All right. Next question is this. It's a safety question. Looking at your patient's medication list, which medications still need to be administered? Which medications still need to be administered? What would you give to our patient? <sighs> and I would, I would say just look at the medications that are in front of you. So strange. This medication list. You have to be careful because, um, yeah, you just got to be careful. You just have to be careful. All right. So according to the medication list and what I'm reading, I would not give any medications. I wouldn't give any medications because I, I have a lot of issues with the medications. If I'm looking at the medication list, the exenatide is already given. Let me um, let me see if I can go back to it so we can look at it together. The there it is. Okay, so the exenatide has already been given twice for the day. Okay, am I giving my patient ferrosamide? I see a lot of people um, saying ferrosamide. Are we giving ferrosamide for our patient? Would you give it? There's, there's so many reasons why I wouldn't give it. <laughs> okay. I wouldn't give the ferrosamide because what? What do we know about our patient? We already know that our patient, what are their vital signs doing? Vital signs are going down, right? The blood pressure is going down. I don't think they need a diuretic. I wouldn't give the diuretic. Another thing is I wouldn't even give the diuretic because I actually, I don't even know how much of the diuretic to give? Like this patient has been getting this ferrosamide for two days, twice a day. 
and I have no idea how much they've been getting because it's not written. Okay, be careful, guys. Be careful. Verapamil. A lot of people said the Verapamil needs to be given three times a day. What is the Verapamil for? The Verapamil is um, it's for the blood pressure. So does our patient need three times a day, 80 milligrams of Verapamil? No, 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 no. We can't give this patient Verapamil. Somebody has been giving it once a day. Maybe that's a good thing, but this is a medication error. This is a huge medication error. Huge. Okay. It's crazy. This is a crazy medication error. So no. Um, also, we wouldn't give Verapamil because what is our patient allergic to? It literally says that he's allergic to Verapamil. So I don't know if his whole issue right now is because he's having an allergic reaction. There's, there's some concerns here. Did y'all pick that up? This is safety. Okay, so if you didn't identify the patients allergic to Verapamil, that's a red flag for you. Okay, we're doing real life scenarios here, and it's very real that nurses administer medications the patients are allergic to because they don't read. You guys have to get into a practice of reading, reading for comprehension. Uh, the question is asked Can we give this patient insulin seeing that his blood glucose level is high? Can we give this patient insulin? What do you guys say? Would I be mm, would I be clear to administer insulin to my patient after looking at his glucose level and seeing it's high? It is. It is high. It's really high. It's it's three twenty five. Right. We talked about that. But could I give insulin? Oh, some people are saying yes. Some people are saying no. Mm, OK, that's OK. This is this is a safe environment. I want you to make all the mistakes here. You cannot give insulin because what? Why is it illegal for me to give insulin to this patient whose blood glucose level is high? I can't do it. Why? Okay. Even if I'm trying to do good and I have access to insulin, I can't give it because I don't have a what? Okay. And nurses, we don't write orders. Okay. Can't give it. Don't have an order. Okay. Can't give it. Don't have an order. New nurses taking NCLEX. Got to think safety. Okay. Got to think safety. It's not like the movies. It's not like the TV shows. We, we, we work within a very fine line legally. We're expected to think outside of the box all the time. But our boundaries are very firm. Can't give medications without an order. Can't do it. Can't do it. Okay. Can't do it. All right. Let's get back into it where we were. I hope y'all have y'all workbooks because this is, here we go. Next question is this. Oh, no, no. I did that question. I said none. No, no medications. Okay. This is the next question. Critical thinking, which medication is most dangerous to Jay Daniels? How do you know? So there is a list of medications. I'm asking you to give me uh, the one that's most dangerous. And yeah, absolutely. And I'm not saying, I'm just saying you got to get an order before you give it. You have to get an order before you give that medication. And that's by calling the doctor and suggesting it. Absolutely suggest it. Patient's blood glucose level is high. Instead of the PO, I mean, instead of the um, exenatide, 
can we get insulin on board? Okay. Which medication is most dangerous? Yes, absolutely. You guys got it. I think I prefaced the answer. Um, oh, you know what? It is. I It's the ferrosamide, but it's also the verapamil too, because the patient is allergic to the verapamil. So that's dangerous. Um, but at this time though, I don't, I don't know. I think it's the ferrosamide. Okay. Because there's no dose that's given. And also the patient, his blood pressure is going down. All right. So the the ferrosamide is producing symptomatic things happening. Okay. So it's the ferrosamide. I know we did a simulation in the first week where it was the medication, an allergy reaction, because the patient was reporting what our very first patient was saying they were itching, right? And so the most dangerous medication that they were given was the, I think it was amoxicillin. This patient, they're getting a medication that's causing their blood pressure to trend down. All right. So, um, yeah, I guess it could be one or the other. I guess it could be either one, too. Hmm. All right, let's do let's do both. Rapamil and ferrosamide. Hmm. Ferrosamide is getting twice a day though, and no dose. Verapamil, he's getting 80. He's been getting it once a day. So I'm thinking the ferrosamide is the worst. All right. But you guys can have a showdown with me though about it. I'll take it. But I think it's the ferrosamide. Okay, next question. Next question is this. Jay Daniels reports dizziness after his last medication pass. Jay Daniels reports dizziness after his last medication pass. What blood pressure would you expect to find at this time? There wasn't a blood pressure given but what would you expect his blood pressure to be? Would you expect it to be elevated or would you expect it to be um, lower? Just throw out some numbers. You could say low or you could say um, high. Absolutely. So I was thinking that if, if this scenario, if I had to guess what my patient's blood pressure was, I would say that it would be lower. So I was thinking like 70 over 50, maybe even 70 over 40, just because it seems to be trending down and not going up, which is an issue. All right. So if you understood that, that was a good safety question for NCLEX for you. The next question is clinical judgment. Here's the clinical judgment question about this scenario. It's this. Put it up there. Here we go. Okay. Which medication is most likely causing diarrhea? The patient reported one episode of diarrhea. So look over those medications and think about which one is going to cause that side effect for the patient. Clinical judgment means you are using content, basically. is using content to make an informed decision. Yes, you guys got it. Good job. All right. So it is the exenatide. It's the exenatide. Did you know that? Yep. Excellent, 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 excellent. Um, also, exenatide is in your quick facts book. So you can look at it in here. If you hadn't studied it, 
before, if you hadn't studied it before, definitely find it in here and put a star by it. So correct answer, Exenatide. It's actually on page 108 of Quick Facts Next Gen if you have it, okay? Somebody's asking, what is that? What is it? Check it out, check it out there. What medication should the nurse anticipate the doctor, What which medication? So there's more than one. Thinking about our patient, which medications are still needed for this patient? What are we expecting the doctor to order? What should we suggest that the doctor orders for this patient? This is a safety question, um, anticipating care. If you were doing a case study, this would be prioritizing, no, this would be, yeah, prioritizing hypothesis. This would be you trying to figure out what is the next best step, the next best step. So I have, yeah, vasopressin, insulin, potassium, antibiotics, antibiotics, I'm not sure, um, Imodium, okay, potassium, good, 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 good. Look at the comments in the screen. There's some really good medications in there. The nurse said, these are the ones I had. You can add to them. I have IV fluids, um, insulin, potassium, insulin, potassium. I think the patient needs more IV fluids. They only gave him one bolus. I don't know how much he's eating or drinking. It says, what else did you guys say? You guys said vasopressin. Vasopressin can also bring up the blood pressure. Mm -hmm. Change the ferrosamide to spironolactone. Great job that will help to boost up the potassium level. Spironolactone is still a diuretic. Good job, everybody. Insulin, but they need to have a sliding scale. This is amazing. This is how you use your content to answer challenging questions, okay? But remember, that whole entire process that we're doing now started with the patient report. You getting information. This is... Also, why I'm constantly telling you guys to do content over question banks. This kind of activity that we're doing now is helping you to see the big picture of nursing. Okay. When you're just in a question bank and you're just isolating questions that are random, you get a question about renal failure. The next one, you get a question about kidney cancer. And then you get a question about dehydration. You're not seeing the big picture there. Okay. Focus on one subject area, one content area at a time. That's why. That's how I want you guys to study. Okay. All right. Um, here we go. According to the Remar medication list, okay. Um, according to the Remar medication list, which nurse needs to be written up for disciplinary actions? Who needs to be written up? Who needs to be written up? <laughs> y'all calling out. I, oh, y'all calling out nurses now. <laughs> oh, y'all calling out nurses. I love it. I love it. TG needs to be written up. Why does TG need to be written up? TG gave the verapamil. TG gave... What else did TG do? Gave the ferrosamide with no dose. Hilarious. All right. Our, um, what? Our C needs to be written up. Oh, no. Is that Regina Callum? BH. Okay. All, all, all of them. 
That was my answer. I think everybody here, somebody says everybody that gave, anybody that gave Ferozamide needs to be written up. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent job, guys. Exactly. You have to be able to call out um, uh, those who don't meet the standards, who don't meet the standards of care, who, who are not following orders. That's why one of the big things for um, NCLEX is, are you able to follow and prioritize orders? Okay. Here is the next question. Identify six concerns with the medication list. And I know you guys can do this because we've been literally doing this the entire time. Just give me a few. We can um, probably do, I said six, but I have seven actually listed. Go ahead and put them in the comments. What are the concerns with the medication list? What are we, what are we doing about that? What do we need to point out? Um, and I saw here the question, you can't give exenatide with insulin. No, you cannot. So what would happen in real, the real world is that you would discontinue the exenatide because at this point, for whatever reason, it's not as effective. So we're going to discontinue the exenatide and then the patient would start regular insulin or Novolog or whatever they want to put them on. Okay. Why spironolactone? Okay, so we said no ferrosamide, um, switch it to spironolactone. Spironolactone is a better diuretic specifically for this patient because their what was low? Their potassium was low. And so spironolactone is a potassium sparing diuretic, okay? So these are just a little nuances. This is just the content that helps support the decisions that you make in nursing. Yeah. Okay. And I'm glad you're asking questions because that is part of being in a study group. This is the biggest study group in the entire planet. On planet Earth, right now, the largest NCLEX study group is happening. I have never seen anything like this. Um, 2,300 nurses are taking care of John Daniels right now. This blows my mind. I just want you guys to just pat yourselves on the back for being here for catching this wave because I have not seen anything like this ever, ever. Okay. So we have here some issues. Okay. We have here some issues oof, with this patient's medication list. Okay. So no birthday. Let's just start with that. How do we identify, how do we confirm a patient before we actually <laughs> medicate them. Name and birthday. Just give me your name, give me your birthday. And I know you who you say you are. Okay. John Daniels, no name, no birthday. Anybody, I think somebody has said that. Okay. No name, no birthday. No indication of the, or, the other orthostatic vitals. So like I didn't have the like, okay. So you see how on June 11th, they actually did full on orthostatics. They did lying, sitting, standing. They did not repeat that process at all again. Actually, it literally got worse because they just stopped giving the important information. No dose on the ferrosamide. The glucose is elevated. Verapamil was ordered three times a day. Mm. Wasn't ever given three times a day. Just given once a day. That's fine. It does say TID. It does say TID. TID means three times a day. Blood pressure is trending down. Potassium is low. All right. What what else am I? Um, okay. Okay. What else? What's her? Hmm? What? 
Oh, <laughs> here you go. Potassium is low. Okay. Oh, the alaprazolam was given within six hours. Oh, yes. Look, he had it at four. It's supposed to be six hours PRN. Okay. Um, then he got it again four hours later, not e like not even almost four hours later. And then he got it again two hours later. What is going on, TG? TG. You can't give medications like this. Okay. All right. Good job, guys. We identified the safety. The next question is clinical judgment. Mm, this is good. Clinical judgment. Jay Daniels vomits. He vomits and um, the nurse sees it and it's a black, lumpy texture. Okay. What should the nurse expect a possible cause to be? If somebody vomits and it's black and it's lumpy, what are we thinking about? Okay. Mm-hmm. Process this, guys. You got to make these connections. So if somebody has black, tarry vomit, we are thinking that, yes, or coffee ground emesis that looks like this kind of, we are thinking that he has some GI bleeding going on. Now, will GI bleeding cause your blood pressure to drop? Will GI bleeding cause you to feel dizzy? Mm-hmm. So this, if this happens, then we're going in a whole new direction for the care of our patient, right? A whole new direction. Welcome to nursing. Just when you think you got it figured out, things take a turn. And now we're at we're at step one again. Okay. So now. GI, GI bleed possible. What do we need to get now? We got the, the electrolytes. What kind of labs do I need to see? Like immediately, I need to see immediately. I need to see, uh, what kind of labs would you guys order? Give me the lab. You're gonna call the doctor and you're gonna ask him for an order for a, oh, yes. Good job, Catherine. I need a CVC. What does CBC stand for, for our for our new our new younger nurses? What does the CBC stand for? Mm -hmm. I had I think Catherine put it down. Where did it go? So many comments are coming. I can't even read the comments. Oh my goodness! So a C a CBC stands for a complete blood count. That would be the direction we would want to pivot in immediately because we can give IV fluids but our patient might need more than IV fluids. Okay, here we go. This is getting, this is how it is. All right, next question. This question is um, critical thinking. Mr. Daniels reports extremity pain after a positive COVID-19 test. Which complication should the nurse expect? This is also... Very, very important. COVID-19. It causes patients to have what type of issues? Okay. Good job. Are you following me, guys? Are you tracking me? This is clinical progression. Okay. 
Yes, nurses like this video so that we could do more of this, okay? Um, it always motivates us to say, oh, the nurses really liked it when, when we did this. Let's repeat that. When we're planning out our, our um, you know, our events, we're even starting to plan them for the fall and for the winter. Um, let me know you got, if you guys like this by hearts on the screen or likes on this video. Okay, okay so the correct answer for this, and it's going to be blood clots, DVTs. Okay, there is, and this is on Quick Facts, page 27, COVID-19, get the information. Um, COVID hypercoagulates the blood, okay? So if they're complaining of, if they're reporting extremity pain, extremity pain, you should be thinking blood clots, okay? Blood clots, mm. putting it all together. Next question is this. This is a safety question, very fundamental. This is like, you know, week two of nursing school question. Do you know it? When should the nurse expect blood pressure to be the lowest? Is it daytime or is it nighttime? Mm -hmm. All right. Just give me that as I do the shout out here. Best book. She talked about quick facts. I passed on my third attempt because of your program and book. A repeat test taker doing it for us. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for um, coming back and letting us know that Quick Facts was the help that you had needed. Um, very good. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you. And the correct answer, okay, we are going to be looking for daytime in the morning. Okay. In the morning is when we're going to be expecting the blood pressure to be the lowest, the lowest. All right, here's the question here. Um, and the question is this, let me go here. What actions are appropriate for the nurse to take? Which actions are appropriate for the nurse to take? And there were several options for this patient. Um, and I'll just read them first. Let me read them to you. Keep the room at a warm temperature for comfort. Should the room be kept at a warm temperature or a cool temperature? What do you guys think for this patient? Warm or cool? Hmm. Definitely, definitely cool. Should the nurse tell the client to stand up or sit down when urinating? And think this is a male client. Should the male client stand up or sit down when urinating? What do you guys say? Okay. Encouraging the client to add sodium to their diet. When we encourage the client to add sodium to their diet while they're eating, we don't know what their regular diet is. Um, we don't know we don't know what diet they're on, but would you encourage the client to add sodium to the diet? Think about the, think about what the problem the patient is dealing with. And then finally, encourage the client to drink five milliliters of water as a bolus. Very interesting. Okay, let me show you the answers. Correct answers are this, pow. Okay, so, should the um should the nurse says a keep the room at a warm temperature for comfort? No, most of you guys said no. The room should be kept cool. Read about that on Quick Facts page one 
five. Tell the client to sit down when urinating. Absolutely yes. For safety, the patient has dizziness. Okay, the patient has dizziness. Encourage the client to add sodium to their diet. Yes, salt is going to raise the blood pressure. We don't have any indication that the patient is, um, you know, that we should not be doing this at this time. So remember the correlation between salt and blood pressure. It will make the blood pressure go up. So anything that we can do to make the patient's blood pressure go up. Encourage the client to drink a bolus of water. Yes, bolus of water. Hydration, okay? And we have to understand this principle is that for NCLEX, for nursing, you always want to use the least invasive treatment first. So if a patient comes in, um, you know, the first thing you, you, you don't want to do surgery first. Like you want to see, is there anything I can do to treat the patient without having to create an unnatural opening in their body, right? Because think about it, the patient inside of our body the majority of it, you know, is what it is sterile. It's sterile. So anytime we enter into a body cavity that is sterile, okay, the vein, okay, the bladder, we're constantly giving patients what? I mean, you know, we're straight catheting or we are, you know, we are, um, putting IVs in or anything like that, we're entering into sterile spaces. So we have to be very careful that we are not introducing, we are not introducing bacteria unnecessarily. So skipping over the, um, the ability to do oral hydration is going to, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be a flag. Okay. All right. Question here that I have to ask you guys tonight is, were you a safe nurse today? Were you a safe nurse today? This is very important because each week with RNU, we should be getting better and better. We should be getting safer and safer. We should be identifying when medications are not given properly, when our patient has allergies. I like that. Somebody was like, almost. I'm, I'm almost there. <laughs> I love it because we have two more we have two more weeks left, right? We have two more weeks left of RNU. So by the fifth session, the five session, one, two, three, four, five. Yes, by the fifth session, you guys are going to be excellent. Somebody, yes and no. I have some room for improvement. I'm near safe. I'm getting safer. So this is what I want. I want us to be able to see progress with our critical thinking, with our clinical judgment, with our safety. Right now, we're going to do the process of studying, which is starting with the content, right? So we're going to go with the content now into the V2. I'm going to take you into the V2, and I'm going to show you the best lecture on med administration you have ever seen, okay? You have ever seen. And it's my, it's my medication administration lecture. I'm, I'm kind of bragging on it a lot because I really like it, but y'all check this out. <laughs> Here we go. We are back 
we're going to go over some medication administration points so that you can demonstrate you know how to properly give a medication. You know, before we give medications to any clients, there are the rights that we have to check. And there are many rights. I know we started with six, but now they're like 20. But some of them are making sure we have the right patient, the right drug, the right dose, the right route, the right time, the right documentation. And I know you guys know many more. Remember, we always verify three times those rights before we administer any medication. Let's look at the different routes that you can give a medication and talk specifically about things to note. So for PO, there are crushed and liquid medications. Now, we already talked about when you're NPO for the diet section. So PO here means by mouth. NPO means nothing by mouth. But for crushed medications, remember, you can give them orally, but you do not crush meds that end in these letters, these very important letters. They are E-C, E-R, E-X, and S-R. Do you know what these abbreviations mean? E-C means what? Enteric coated. So it's specifically made not to dissolve in the stomach. ER is extended release. EX could also mean extended. And SR means sustained release. So these medications should not be crushed. They need to dissolve as the manufacturer intended them to. Now, when it comes to liquid medications, remember, nurses, we always measure them on a flat surface. We always measure them on a flat surface. And if you're administering a liquid medication for an infant, you want to use a syringe to measure that medication. Oh, let's talk about ear medications. When you have to give an ear medication, the start of it is how to hold the penna. And the penna of the ear is the part of the ear on the outside of the body that you see. So it's the part of the ear on the outside of our heads um, and it's mostly made of cartilage. But the way that you hold that penna will facilitate where that medication goes. So there's different ways for the adult and the child. For the adult, you hold the penna up and back, up and back. And for the child, you hold the penna down and back. And when I say child, I mean, this is for the child about three years old. I always remember this because with an adult, there's a U in adult and there's a U in up. So I remember that I hold the penna up and back. And with child, there's a D in down and there's a D in child. So that's down and back. Medications should be room temperature because if you give a client a cold ear drop medication, it will cause dizziness and vomiting. How long should you wait when you give an ear medication before giving it in the other ear or changing positions? 
What do you say? Five minutes is the correct time length after you give a medication to allow the medication to travel through the ear canal. Now, let's talk about rectal medications. Rectal medications are an alternative to PO or IV medication administration. A big point before you give a rectal medication, you have to use lubrication. And that lubrication is going to be a water-based lubricant. Never petroleum, always water-based. There are three types of enemas that I want you to be aware of, and they are actually oral enemas, right? So you can have a rectal enema or you can have an oral enema. So an oral enema essentially means you drink it. So let's talk about the three. The first one is barium. Barium is a white chalky substance that is usually given before a diagnostic procedure. If you're having a diagnostic procedure like a CAT scan of the abdomen or the intestines, the healthcare provider will have you drink the barium because not only is it uh, enema, but it also will cause the intestines to light up on the diagnostic procedure. The second type of oral enema is called lactulose. And lactulose, again, is a substance that you drink and it will cause you to expel what from the intestines? Because you're going to have um, you're going to have actually diarrhea. That's the way the enemas work. But with lactulose, it specifically binds to ammonia. So you will be able to reduce the ammonia level in your client with lactulose. And this is very important for clients that have what kind of issues Do you guys remember what kind of patients have problems with ammonia. You remember our renal patients, right? Because if they're eating a lot of red meats, they're not excreting that protein. And so it ferments into the body and becomes ammonia. So lactulose will help patients get rid of that ammonia. And the last enema is called K-exalate. And if you think about what it gets rid of, which is potassium, potassium is represented by the K. And so this will get rid of the K. It's called K-exalate and it will help reduce potassium through the bowels. And the next route of medication is the eye medication and the steps to administering an eye medication appropriately is to tell the client to look a certain way. Do you know what it is? Do we tell the clients to look up or should they look down if we're trying to put a medication in their eye? They should look up. Yes, they should look up. And then we place the medication in the lower conjunctiva sac. That is where it should be absorbed. You do not want to place medication directly on the cornea, which I see happen a lot. You put an eye drop, even patients do it to themselves. When they put eye drops in, they put it directly into their eye, directly on the eye. But the cornea 
it's very sensitive and it's very delicate. So you can actually decrease your vision or cause blindness by putting drops directly onto your cornea. Now, if NCLEX gives you a scenario where eye drops are prescribed and eye ointments are prescribed, hmm, which one do you give first? Do you give the eye drop or do you give the eye ointment first? The correct answer is the eye drop. Yes, you wanna give the eye drop first because the eye ointment is usually a thicker consistency. So if you put that in the eyes first, the eye drop, which is a liquid medication, is not going to be able to penetrate that ointment that may have a petroleum base or something else that would block it. Oh, we got to talk about the G-tubes, those gastric tubes, because we give medication through there all the time. Now, initially, when a G-tube is placed, you need to check for placement with an x-ray. So an x-ray should be done to determine that that tube is in the correct place. And, and normally the doctor will have to write an order that it is okay to use the tube because it's been confirmed. Also, before you put any medications in a tube, you need to assess for residuals. What's a residual? The residual is when you actually take an empty syringe and you pull back on that tube to see if you get um, residuals of feedings or fluids in that manner. When it comes to residuals, the magic number has now been increased to 500. That's right, 500. Before, if you guys remember, it was 100. 100 was the number. If you got more than 100 back in residuals, you had to hold the medication. But now the number is 500. So you can get up to 500 milliliters of fluid, food, or whatever back and still be able to give a medication. Now, if you get over 500, then what does that indicate? That now indicates delayed gastric emptying. And so the healthcare provider needs to be notified. Remember, medications should be given via gravity. We should not push any medications into the tube. It should run by gravity. And if multiple medications are administered, they need to be administered separately. We should not be mixing all the medications into one container and then giving them. Okay. All right, let's talk about IM injections. IM injections are injections, of course, into the muscle. It's very important for us to know how much medication a muscle can hold. So for an adult, the maximum amount of a medication that one muscle can hold is five milliliters. And for the child, the maximum amount of medication can hold is two milliliters. When it comes to IM injections, there's always a question of, do you aspirate, do you not aspirate? For most IM injections, 
you do not need to aspirate for them. Okay. Um, and then specifically, NCLEX may ask you, do you aspirate for vaccinations? The correct answer is no, you do not aspirate for vaccinations. When it comes to giving injections, remember, do not give IM injections into paralyzed muscles. When the muscles are not well developed, they will not be able to absorb the medication appropriately. And just for fundamental sake, remember, you inject at a 90 degree angle. Oh, the final route that I want to talk about is the topical route of medication. And remember, topical medications are applied directly to the body surface. So that includes creams, ointments, lotions, and patches. Let me ask you this. Would we consider shampoo a topical medication? What do you guys think? Is shampoo a topical medication? Yes, absolutely. It's applied directly to the scalp. So we would consider that. Remember, for our patients, we need to wash their skin or wherever the medication is applied daily and make sure that skin is dry for best absorption. And specifically when it comes to patches, whether it's for pain or smoking or birth control, you want to make sure that you remove old patches before placing new ones on the patient. And then for our registered nurses, we always use gloves whenever we are giving any route of a medication. And finally, always document that you gave that medication because if you didn't document it, then the courts will interpret that you did not do it. Okay, medication administration is complete. Let's move on to the next topic. Okay, who needs to steal past Inflex? Watch this. Just watch this. Watch this. Remar, team Remar. I am Nurse Leah. Nurse Leah. <laughs> uh, I am a next generational LPN. I did take the next gen on the first try and I passed. Um, my experience with V2 was way better than I expected it to be. I found out about Remar through Shonda. Shout out to Nurse Shonda. She told me about you and there was no turning back when I found out about you. When I first got V2, I had did all the content, all the content, and I did um, my own test bank and exams on my weak areas. And yeah, on all my weak areas, I studied so hard. I did about like two or three case studies a day. I've tried um, Mark Lamech, uh, Nexus, Nexus Nurse, yeah, Nexus Nurse. And I, of course, with my professor at my college, and I did some evolved questions, all very good, all very good. But all in all, I must say that Remar, Nurse Remar, shut down. 
everything, everything uh, helped me in all areas, all areas. I appreciate the content. It was con the content was straightforward, and um, I appreciated that the most because my brain, the way my brain set up, I don't need all that information. So yeah. Anyways, <laughs> life after NCLEX is surreal. It's so surreal. Um, I'm still in training, and this is the reason why I purchased your first shift book. So everything is still going i'm excited i will say that i did purchase both of your books um and they helped me out a lot a lot so um i encourage all all of you guys just to be confident and be um believe in yourself and you'll pass i passed my NCLEX. i am a next gen with God and Remar, much love. I love you all. Thank you, Remar. Thank you, Nurse Leah. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed that testimonial because she kept it real. She kept it real. Um, who still needs to get V2? Who still needs to get V2? Because there is such a benefit of having everything that you need to cover all your bases, particularly for next-gen NCLEX. So, V2 is the lecture, question bank, computer adaptive, extraordinaire, extraordinaire program for those who really want to keep it simple, but also want to keep it moving at the same time. So if you have V2, when you first get into V2, this is what you're going to see. You are actually going to come to the 30 day challenge. What I want you to do is click on the circle with my face on it. Okay. Click on the circle with my face on it. When you do that, it is going to populate the lecture video. Somebody was saying, all I see is the, all I see is the, um, okay, all I see is the, the 30 day challenge, but the V2 videos lectures are going to be under my face, okay, under my face. So when you get into V2, this is the process for how you're going to study, okay? Um, somebody says, does it work on the phone? Yes, you can do it on the phone. V2 is online. It is there for you whenever you want to, to study it, okay? How do you study V2? How do you study V2? Very simple. Number one, you need to set a start date. You need to determine when you want to make this thing real. Set a start date. Then gather your V2 materials, okay? Before, you, before that time when you start studying, make sure you have everything, okay? The big three. The big three, what are the big three? The big three is your study calendar, which is in your file vault, your workbook, okay? And then also your next gen quick facts. Those are the three main things that you need in order to finish the program, okay? And let me get it here for you. The these are the big three, the study calendar. The study calendar is going to help you stay on track and it's going to tell you what you need to do for the study sessions. Okay. Because if you don't have the study calendar, you could be in V2 just watching videos and just aiming along, but you aren't really incorporating this book. Okay. The other books and the questions that go along with it. So the big three that you need to have, if you have this book, actually you halfway have the program. You have so much of the content. I'm saying just get in the lectures, just get the 
lectures to go with it. Okay. All right. Um, and then also your workbook. Now, in the sale price of B2, you're going to get the downloadable workbook. You want to have this in front of you when you're watching your lectures. At least one time, do the lectures and do the workbook together. Then after that, if you just want to read it, if you just want, I mean, I'm sorry, if you just want to listen to the lectures and not write it down, that's fine. But give it one time writing it down as if you're a student in school. That's one of the reasons why I created the platform and the workbook to go with it. So it would help you to memorize what you are supposed to be writing down and then you can process it, okay? You can process it. Those are the big three. Now, um, and then follow the study calendar section by section, watching, reading, and answering. When you get your study calendar, it is going to tell you every day what you're supposed to watch, okay? So it'll tell you the video that you're watching. So maybe today is medication administration, then antibiotic, and then you're reading something in quick facts, and then you're taking the exam, okay? And you'll notice after my videos, I'll have a short exam for you to take, just so you are um, understanding what you have learned, okay? So very important that you follow these steps with your V2, okay? How do you catch up? Catch up with the study calendar. Okay, if you have gotten off track, if you have not been studying like you're supposed to, use this calendar to look and say, okay, I did um, I did orthopedics, but I don't really remember the concepts in orthopedics. So let me go back and let me watch orthopedics again. Let me just do the entire study section. Okay, um, absolutely. This is the time to buy V2 because there's two weeks left in the sale and then the price is changing. Okay, and remember with V2, you can do this first. Your first step is to set a start date. You can set your start date for the future. Okay. V2 allows you to set it for the future. So you have up to 90 days to set your start date. If you don't want to start today, just move it to the future. Okay. You're not ready, but this is when you can get the amazing price. All right. Now, another thing that I want to talk about is the computer adaptive test. I want to talk about the computer adaptive test in V2 because that's also included right now for you guys. All right, so the system, the entire system is the content lectures, the next-gen question bank, quick facts for NCLEX, and computer adaptive testing all in one place. You don't have to go all over. We've been working for almost two years to make sure that you guys have it all in one place, and it is, and it's not $200, $300. We got y'all, okay? We got y'all. That's included. The price right now, two weeks left, guys, is $89. So I'm pushing you guys to make the decision. Okay. I'm pushing you guys to get in and make the um, investment. That's the word I wanted to use. Because honestly, once you get the once you get the content, once you get the content down and then you take your exam, you're going to make you're going to make $89, like more than that every day, but you got to get your nursing license first. Okay. You have to get your nursing license first. I want y'all to get unstuck, unstuck from the place that you're in. Okay. Um, so I talk about quick facts a lot. I love quick facts. I, I talk about it a lot, 
But honestly, when you see the big picture, when you see the big picture is when you have focused on the lectures, okay? The content lectures are going to make the difference. So straight to the point, easy to understand. Yes, I have an RN and I have a PN. I have an RN and I have a PN, okay? That workbook is included. You have to go to your file vault. Where's the file vault? It's right under your question bank. So you have your courses here. If you guys can see this um, courses, question bank, file vault, okay? So all of the, um, all of the, like the content and stuff for the workbook and your study calendar is gonna be in your file vault, okay? And it depends on if you have RN or PN, okay? Now, um, let me go into the computer adaptive exam. Again, if you don't have V2, you can get it remarnurse.com, remarnurse.com. There is no just for the QBank only. People are asking me for the QBank only or the computer adaptive test only. Literally for $89, you get all of it. You get all of it, all right? And what I, what I can imagine is that um, the computer adaptive testing and the content are going to be extremely important, okay? Let me go to the computer adaptive exam. So with the computer adaptive exam, remember you're getting two computer adaptive tests that are included. Very important. Your, your computer adaptive exam is going to be a five hour exam, just like NCLEX. It's a great, it's a great, great experience to have in the studying process. You cannot pause it and come back later, okay? It's gonna behave just like the NCLEX. 85 minimum questions, 150 maximum questions, whether you are RN or PN. The reason why you're doing the computer adaptive exam is so you can get some information about where you are. So the computer adaptive exam is going to give you a candidate report, okay? That is going to be a pass or fail. So if you pass it, um, it will say you have passed and it literally will give you the categories that you were above and below passing in. OK, this is extremely important. The purpose of you doing computer adaptive exams is to give you a snapshot of areas you need to focus on before your big day. OK, if you're taking computer adaptive exams and you're not getting a category breakdown. OK then you're really just, I don't know, okay? you I don't know, you're just really taking, uh, you don't even know, like, honestly. Um, so it was very important for us to be able to give you a performance report so you can look at the categories and say, hey, even though I passed the exam, right now I'm low in this area. I need to go and focus on it, okay? You should still be studying up until, you know, the day before your exam, okay? Um, there's so many questions okay, no, it's not too late. If you test on Thursday, go ahead and give yourself, uh, tomorrow's Tuesday. Take the computer adaptive test tomorrow. I honestly, there's two included, at least do one, okay? At least do one, okay? You take your exam. Computer adaptive testing. So that's one of the things that I wanted to address. Also, people were asking me, when should you take your computer adaptive exam? So the first computer adaptive exam you should take should be after study session number 20. So if you're following your study calendar and if you're doing an NCLEX review and you hope to get through it 
in a reasonable amount of time, it should come with a calendar to guide you on how you are to progress through the information. Okay. And you should not be studying more than three hours a day. You should not be studying, you know, 12 hours a day, nothing like that. The NCLEX review you choose should give you direction on how to be successful with the program. The goal is not for you to buy three or four different programs and try to put the information together. That's the that's one of the worst ways to study. You should be able to stick with one program and be successful in completing the program. That's the goal. That is the goal. Um, I would say V2 is helpful because I know I have some nursing students here. V2 is definitely helpful to do before your exit exams. I went live this um, afternoon and had a, a nursing student say she got a 97% on her, was it ATI or HESI? I think it was ATI exit exam. An NCLEX review will do that for you. If you're in nursing school and you do an NCLEX review, it's going to shoot you up to the top of the class because the NCLEX review is going to put all the information together. In nursing school, you learn bits and pieces. The classes are isolated, they're separated. But when I'm doing the NCLEX review, I'm trying to get you to see the big picture of nursing, just like we did today, just like we did today. Okay. Um, and that is the goal. That is the goal. All right. Um, this is R and U. This is R and U. So the first computer adaptive test you should take should be after study session number 20. The next computer adaptive exam should be about a week before your NCLEX exam. And that is specifically so that you can look at your areas and work on them. Okay. Look at your areas and work on them. That's the goal. That's the goal of the computer adaptive exam. So again, if you are attempting to study V2 and you want to know how do you do it, you set a start date. When you purchase V2, go ahead and um, set your start date, whether it's for now, the summertime. If you need to do it as far as possible out, do it as far as possible out. It's honestly going to be cheaper to get the V2 now than to pay the new price. So right now, after two weeks, it is going up to 169. You can get it for 180, I mean, you get it for just 89, 89, okay? So even if you move the date up further, you're still getting it for such a huge discount, okay? I'm going to do HESI and ATI exams from my school. Do you think the program will help me? Absolutely, absolutely, okay? What if you are pre-nursing and trying to be proactive? Will the NCLEX review put you where you need? The NCLEX review, um, I definitely would say start with getting quick facts. If you have not gotten into nursing school at all, I think it may be a little intimidating for you to do an NCLEX review without any nursing knowledge because my goal is to give you the information fast like that, right? So if I'm talking to you about diabetes mellitus, and you haven't ever heard about diabetes mellitus, I'm not going to spend an hour talking about the, you know, epidemiology of it, the etiology of it, who was the first case of diabetes mellitus. I'm not doing that during the NCLEX review. You might need that. So um, I think you should at least do at least a semester of nursing school before you do V2. Okay. But you can get quick facts to start, okay? Every nursing student should have this book. All right, um, 
I missed the first line. When do you do the first cat? Okay, so let me go back to that really quickly. The first cat should be taken after study session number 20. All right. All right. And again, if you are trying to secure your V2, it is the time to do it now. Okay. Remarnurse.com. You can sign up for it, uh, whether you're an RN or a PN. And also this here, if you already have this book, Quick Facts, you can actually remove it from the V2 program for $89. Just remove the Quick Facts book and it goes down to $69. So even more of an incentive, guys, to get in for $69, you're getting all of the lectures, the next gen question bank and the two computer adaptive tests with your candidate report forms. Mm. Um, would V2 work for someone who's remediating? So, yes, you have to check with your board of nursing, but V2 is accepted by several boards of nursing as a remedial program. But if you send me a... Um, if you send me an email, I can check for you or I could, you know, just say, yeah, we, we've sent them to Minnesota. We've sent them to New Jersey, things like that. OK. All right. So um, you could check your board of nursing. Um, I had one one person just I think she called South Carolina or I'm waiting to hear back from her. Did it clear South Carolina for V2? I think so. Um, should I get the V2 and quick facts? I will be graduating December. And does it come with um, where would it go? And, and does it come with the calendar? Yes. So absolutely, especially if you're on a, like a summer break right now, or if you have a gap where you can sit down and do an NCLEX review, it's going to be so helpful for you for your last few months of nursing school. Literally, it's going to give you the knowledge that you probably are struggling to, you're struggling to figure out. Maybe that's why you're here. You want more information. You want more support. The lectures in B2 is they're going to they're going to give that to you. All right. And also, you guys know you have myself here. I'm live twice a week and Team Remar to answer any questions that you have. Thank you so much. Um, if I buy the V2 now, can I postpone that start date? Can I still get the quick facts now? Yes. If you purchase V2 tonight, um, you're going to get this book here. All right. Um, you'll get the downloadable workbook included you can print that out anytime but this book will come to you now there's also a question about the physical workbook is not included in the 89 dollars price because you get the downloadable one but if you want to get this one where i print it out for you you guys asked me about that um this one is now available for purchase okay it's now available for purchase so you would have to add that on Okay, Penny, I only have one cat. Where's the second one? The second one should be in the same place, but send me an email because if you purchased it, the second one um, we recently added and we did it like we just, we weren't gonna charge for it. So we just added it to the system. So if you were somebody that are um, had V2 already and you already activated your question bank, then it, it may not have transferred over to you, but we can get it to you, all right? Good question. So Wednesday, we have the next part of Remar Nurse University, which is winning Wednesdays at 9 p.m. We're going to do game night. We're going to do game night. And the questions will come from mm -hmm, the questions will come from Quick Facts, pages 21 through 40. OK, 21 through 40. So you guys know we've been doing 10 block increments. Now we're going to move it. Um, to 20. Okay. 20. 
If is V2 this Inklex game night? Okay, let me see. Um, here we go. Is V269 if I already have Indian Quick Flex? Yes, yes. V2 is $69 if you already have Quick Flex. I'm telling y'all, jump on this, please. Okay. If you have the old Quick Facts and you still want V2 and you don't want the next gen, just separate it. If forever, whatever reason you don't want Quick Facts, you can separate it from V2 and you just pay $69 for the content and the content lectures, the QBank and the computer adaptive exams. Now, I don't know why you wouldn't want this book if you don't have it. If you don't have any Quick Facts, you need a Quick Facts. Okay. If you're intending to study for NCLEX, this book, this question and answer book saves you so much time. It saves you so much time. And then the pharmacology section in the back is going to be super helpful for you if you struggle with pharmacology. That's why I say if you're in nursing school, you need to go ahead and get and get quick facts. Okay, let me show you guys what I did to get to the computer adaptive test. So anyhow, this is what you do. I'm in the I'm going into the V2Q bank. Okay, so when you go to the left panel, there's the question bank tab here. All right, this will tell you how many questions are in your question bank, how many you've taken, um, and then also how many questions are remaining. So when you go to create a new test, okay, you're gonna click this blue button here. Now, okay, so now when you're in the question bank, remember the goal is for you to be able to create questions that help you to line up with what you're studying in this, the study calendar, all right? All right, so anyways, um, when you go to create a test, you're gonna have the option to name your test. So we can name this test R-N-U, okay? This is our R-N-U test. It will give you the test mode. You're gonna do a tutor, a test, or a computer adaptive. So you guys see the computer adaptive right here? Okay. Um, it'll say one test available, and that's because I took one last night, so I only have one more available for this account. So if you click computer adaptive test, it's going to block out your ability to be able to, um, it's going to block out your ability to be able to create a test, okay? Because it's about to take you into the computer adaptive section. And if you start that test, which I'm not about to do, you will have to complete the computer adaptive test. But if you don't wanna do the computer adaptive test and you wanna do a regular test, then you can just do a regular test and it will populate um, all the other subjects for you to do, okay? Does that make sense, guys? And so we have the questions here. You could do easy, moderate, or hard, easy, moderate, or hard level questions. All right, um, somebody says, do I need the workbook the V2 workbook in order to use V2 training? So the answer to that is yes. The question is just whether you wanna print out your workbook or you want to add on a physical copy. But at the end of the day, yes, you need this because you're taking notes during the lectures, okay? You're taking notes during the lectures. That's the most important thing. Now, whether you go to Staples, Kinko's or use your printer and print it out or you purchase this one, that's up to you, but you do need, you do need one. 
Does the quick facts come to us right away, even if we postpone the start date? Yes. The quick facts, if you order tonight, that quick facts is going to be coming to you. It will ship out to you, we say two to five days, depending on where you are. So the quick facts is coming. All right. Um, okay. Somebody says, I'm financially challenged. Does the free trial work? Okay. So the free trial is not going to work like, um, no, the free trial is not. The free trial is just a limited, you could watch a few videos, you can make a few tests, but the, the goal, honestly, the goal for you with V2 is to complete the entire program and see all of the lectures. So with the free trial, I'm giving you, I think pregnancy as a lecture and the free trial, but it's not enough. Like, uh, honestly, it's just, and that's why I'm encouraging you guys now with the $89 price to really see that as something that is going to help lift you out of your current situation, because the $89 investment literally can change your entire financial level. All right. Um, so with the free trial, you will be able to experience um, like maybe this first row, but the meat and potatoes um, are going to be subsequent as well. All right. So EKG, isolation, your management of care, coordinated care, legal issues, delegation and assignment, prioritization, prioritization, so key, okay? So I would say, honestly, um, try, try to make that investment if possible in yourself, okay? All right, because um, the free trial, honestly, the goal of the free trial is just for you to see if Remar is right for you. If the videos support the way you learn, if you know, yeah, basically, is it does the videos help you to learn quicker? That's the whole goal. Is the videos going to help you? Is the system going to help you get prepared quicker? Because if you're not moving towards preparation, then you're wasting a lot of time. Okay. Um so V2 is automatic, okay? So once you purchase V2, you literally confirm your email and you sign in right away, okay? Those questions are available to you immediately. You don't, you're not waiting for anybody to sing you the lectures. They're there for you immediately. Um, and even if you don't have V2, these are the subjects that I'm saying, make sure you have studied, make sure you know. So make sure that you know um, congestive heart failure, chest tubes, diabetes, um, infection control, management of care, disaster management. The computer adaptive exam is available right away. The lectures are available right away. Okay. Um, so once you purchase V2, you can go, if you want to go directly into the question bank and start doing questions tonight, you can. If you want to start doing case studies tonight, you can. Okay. <laughs> so that's, the, that's totally up to you how you want to experience V2. I gave you the study calendar. It's for four weeks of training. Some people do the study calendar in two weeks. Okay. Some people do the study calendar in two weeks. So again, this process is about you taking control of your learning. So you don't have to wait around for somebody to, you know, structure a class, show up and then say, okay, it's time to stop studying. 
Or what I'm seeing a lot of nursing students have to do, which I think is challenging, is to do lectures from here, a question bank from here, computer adaptive tests from here, right? No study calendar, um, no direction. So I'm saying, what would your life look like if you took NCLEX and passed it at the end of July? What would you be doing for the summer and the fall if you got your nursing license in July? Okay. Um, and so just, just sitting and thinking about that for five seconds should make you move, say, okay, I'm ready for the next thing, especially with people doing so well with the next-gen NCLEX. I'm literally shocked at how well repeat test takers are doing with next-gen NCLEX. They are finding it more suitable for the way that they learn. They are understanding the questions that are being asked. And so this now is the time to jump on that, okay? Jump on getting your nursing license so you're not working at the same job um, this time next year, you know, or even this time for the holidays. Like your Christmas will look a lot different if you have your, your, your finances in order because you have a new job, okay? So it's V2 for RN and PN, same courses and same notes. So there is going to be a different V2 for RN and a different V2 for PN. You don't want to be a RN in the V2 PN course. Okay. You're going to see a lot of practical nursing questions. What would the practical nurse do? What would, what should the practical nurse do? That's not going to be the experience you want to have. If you're a PN, you don't want to be in the RN course because your questions are going to be geared towards an RN focus. Your Computer adaptive exam is going to be an RN computer adaptive exam. So just make sure you mm, get in the right course, okay? All right, and if you have any questions about the RN or whether you're an RN, whether you're a PN, email me, supportaremarreview.com. A question from, oh, question, from, so, okay, hold on, questions. I may have purchased the wrong one. Okay. Just send me an email. I think we can, we can switch you out if you have. Okay. The link, the link is just remarnurse.com. Let me put it up on the screen while I look at all these comments. There's a lot. Um, remarnurse.com for how to get the V2. Uh, once the V2 expires, do you still have access to the videos in question bank? No. So when the V2 expires, you don't have video, you don't have access to the Q bank. Mm -mm. Um, does the printout workbook have the case studies? That's a great question. So your case studies, you're going to encounter case studies primarily in your question bank. Okay. The Printout workbook is more for you to take notes on during your lecture where you're building the content. The case studies challenge you to demonstrate what you have learned in content. Case studies are not, um, they're not created to teach you content. All right. So I don't use them as a tool to teach, but I do use them as a tool to evaluate. So that is going to be the, um, that's going to be the benefit of case studies in your question bank, okay? And there's also case studies in the computer adaptive exam as well. So you're able to log in to restart your start date. Um, so you're able to log in to restart your start date. Um, so you're able to log in and 
delay delay your start date. If okay. they delay their start date and they want to move it forward, they can do that. They can log in and say, I want to start now. Okay. Yeah. So I think, I don't know if that's the use case of V2 that you're talking about, but if you delay your start date and you change your mind and you want to restart it again, you can do that again. Okay. You can do that again. How can I reactivate my V2 in question bank? Um, go into your um, profile. What, what is this one called? Go into your settings. Yep. Log into the V2, go into your settings, and then you should be able to get to your um, your billing, your subscription, your billing and your subscription. All right. The price for a monthly subscription. So right now. Um, OK, so right now the sales price for V2 is eighty nine dollars for three months. OK, so you're getting three months access for eighty nine dollars. This is why I'm encouraging you guys. This is huge. OK, that's the question bank. That is the computer adaptive exam and all the lectures for for three months. OK, and then after that, the cycle will be built at fifty dollars per month after the three months. But why I'm telling you guys to get into V2 is because that price will be changing in two weeks at the end of RNU and it will be one sixty nine. OK, it will be one sixty nine. So go ahead and get it now. OK. If you need your password reset, um, just send me an email. Team Remark can change your password. You should also be able to change your password if you go to log in and it says incorrect password. Underneath incorrect password is a forgot your password. OK, so you're able to do that. You're able to do that. Questions about the question bank. Should we set our date for NCLEX before starting V2? I would say yes. I love that question, actually, because when you have a test date, it helps to motivate you to get through V2. But if you say, mm, I'll just do it later, I'll, I'll do it later. No, absolutely. Have a plan in mind. Your V2 start date and your V2 end date should be very close to your um, to your test date. So you should be finishing V2 and trying to test as soon as possible because you're in the mode of studying. You're in the mode of hearing the information and answering the questions. So challenge yourself. Go ahead. Go ahead and set that test date. You can do it. You can do it. Yes, the $89. So with $89, you're going to get the big three, okay? You're going to get all of the lectures that are in the V2, okay? You are also going to get the quick facts book included. And then you're also going to get the downloadable workbook. Now, somebody said had a question about printing the workbook. Can you ask it again? Because I'm not sure about which, what your question was about printing the workbook, but you get all of these things, okay? You also get all of these things for the $89 and go to remarnurse.com, remarnurse.com, and you will be able to purchase the um, purchase the V2. All right, I'm gonna try to I was gonna try to log into remarnurse.com and show you guys. All right. Um, so essentially, if you go to remarnurse.com, okay, you are going to this is my website, remarnurse.com. And you're going to pick whether you're a registered nurse, a practical nurse, if you're pre-nursing or nursing school curriculum. Everybody here, okay? Either registered nurse or practical nurse, okay? So let's just push registered nurse. And 
it's going to say get the V2 course or get quick facts for NCLEX. Super simple, okay? All right. So V2 course and, and this is RN. If you're on the PN, then you'll go back and you'll get the PN, okay? Can you show how to get to the test again? Okay, um, so the test question bank, are you talking about computer adaptive test? Let me, let me see. So um, let me go, here's V2. So here's your courses. Here is your question bank. Here is your file vault. Here is my notes and here is settings. Setting is where you can do your billing information, things like that, okay? Your question bank is gonna be here, the second tab. Okay, question bank is over here. So you just click question bank and it's gonna take you to the question bank, all right? Now, if you already have this book and you wanna get the V2, the price goes down from 89 to $69. All right, some people just came in and asked that. All right, um, so when you go to create a test here, when you're in your question bank and you go to create a test, you can't download the quick facts, I'm sorry. It'll, um, it'll populate the test. Now, underneath name a test, there's tutor, there's test, there's computer adaptive test. And that is where you're going to start your computer adaptive test, okay? Okay, so that is how you get it. All right, that's how you get the computer adaptive testing. And again, um, this book right here is a physical book that you get that is mailed to you. It's the physical book that you get that is mailed to you, okay? The question bank and everything is all online. So literally, once you print out this book right here, this is in the study calendar. This is all the printing that you really have to do because the study calendar is going to guide you to what to study and you're going to take notes in the workbook. Everything else is still online. Everything else is online. So very, very important for you guys to remember that. Like the effort to start is small, but like once you make incremental steps, you will have progress. It's the little things that you do now. All the nurses that you see, my testimonials are real. I don't have to pay people for testimonials. People literally are coming to tell you guys their story. And as you can see, most of them are repeat test takers. So they tried other things. They tried other things and they didn't have success. The reason why they didn't have success is because one element was missing from whatever it is. Maybe it was just questions. Maybe it was just lectures. Okay. Maybe they had questions and lectures, but no study system or no schedule. Maybe they just got into a habit of taking a whole bunch of computer adaptive exams. Some people will offer you unlimited computer adaptive exams with no feedback at all. Okay. So you guys have to really make sure that you are doing what's best for you and just not what everybody else is telling you to do, but you know how you learn. You know how you like to process information. You know if you slow, like you know if you're fast, you know if you don't want to wait or if you do want to wait for, for things. So really um, take ownership, ownership of this process. Take control of this process because when you go into that exam, nobody's going to be in there with you. It's going to be you and whatever you have been doing for probably the last six weeks, okay? last six weeks. 
Um, Kyra, if you purchase V2 and you need to change your date, just send us an email. I think Team Remar should be able to change the start date, right? We can change the start date. I think, I think we can. <laughs> I think we can. We'll send an email. All right. Um, when is the next study session? How long before the Quick Facts book comes? Then um, the next study session is Wednesday. We have the winning. Um, this is the schedule for RNU. This is the schedule for RNU, guys. So Monday at eight, which is tonight, we have another study session on Wednesday. This is the game night. So this is the Kahoot game night. Mm -hmm. All right, Kahoot game night. That is going to be important. Um, if you have quick facts, we're doing pages 21 through 40. If you don't have quick facts, um, still come participate. Uh, we had three winners last uh, last week. Third place, $50. Second place, $100. First place, $200. All right. Next RNU um, next year. <laughs> next RNU study session is on Monday. Okay. Um, Somebody says, yes, so the videos in V2, when you look at the videos in V2, you have to go through the program in the order that the videos are presented. V2 lectures do not allow you to skip around, okay? Um, so I know that other, you know, other systems kind of allow you to skip around and do kind of like a free studying. V2 is not like that. It's training. So the goal is for you to start at one point demonstrate competency, all right, and then go to the end of it, all right? Again, this is why the program is very successful because it is a training experience. It's not just, you know, a, a kind of like a free-for-all. Like, you go through training. You go through my program. So y'all said y'all want me to tutor you. This is how I tutor, okay? Um, don't have any question bank at the moment is there any link to your question bank um the question bank is uh the question bank is included in the program so you wouldn't just be buying my question bank you would be getting the entire course but again if you wanted to just start at the question bank to see how you do you can do that immediately if you want to do run a couple quizzes in the question bank if you want to go in there and Take the computer adaptive exam. You can go in there and do that. That's totally up to you, okay? Can I go back to this video in the future? Probably not because we have, this is a this is an event. This is tied to Remar Nurse University. So um, we don't keep Remar Nurse Universities up all year or very long. So take down my email address, support at remarreview.com. And you can send me any questions that you have about V2 and I can answer them, but I, I can't say that this video was will, will be up. Is the question bank not in the V2? Question bank, definitely in the V2, definitely. When you get V2, you are going to have a home button with your courses. Right underneath that is your question bank, okay? Underneath, right underneath that is your question bank. So it's gonna be there. I have the course, but I don't see anything in my Q bank. Um, it should be there. It should look like this. This is what the question bank looks like in V2. Okay. So send me a, um, I don't know, send me an email. Uh, Sean, just send me an email. Quick facts book. You're welcome. Uh, quick facts book. You can just get the quick facts by itself if you're just starting nursing school. Remarnurse.com as well. Okay. All right. So 
everyone um that i just purchased v2 i put my start date for august the first that is when my v2 starts cool very good i'm glad you can do that my old program did not allow you to do any it didn't it didn't allow you to do any of that i didn't have a question bank definitely didn't have computer adaptive exams so i'm really um, excited for you guys to be able to start v2 lots of great feedback about it and um also what did i want to say um we're doing this for winning wednesday even if you ordered v if you order v2 and you delay your start date remember this book is still going to come to you so you could still be studying this book okay you can still be taking it with you and then just think about how much further you will be ahead sometimes it takes people two and three passes to get through this book so um definitely email me support at remarreview.com if you want to um know you're tracking for your book okay tracking for your book make sure you guys are um getting chrome make sure try v2 in chrome make sure you're in the chrome browser also um that's it don't want to miss out any of your study sessions yes definitely i'll keep um keep updating you with the study sessions all right okay guys i'm going to get out of here have a great night we studied for two hours today talking nclex so absolutely, absolutely great job. Pat yourselves on the back for being here. We have another session. Uh, game night is Wednesday at 9 p.m. So set your alarms to show up. This is where you win cash. This Kahoot game night is very fun because it's an opportunity to win prizes, but also demonstrate what you've been studying from Quick Facts and set your alarm for next Monday as well. Okay. And again, V2. I want to see you guys in there. I want to see you with your license. I want the testimonials. I want the interruptions to the broadcast. I want more people to say I've taken NCLEX three or four times, but I, I, I passed this time. That's what I want. So get in V2. Take advantage of the resource and everything that you have. Okay. Go to remarnurse.com for V2 and I will see you later. All right. Bye-bye. Hello everyone. Um, not good at doing videos, but I just have to tell you, I passed my NCLEX. I took the RN NCLEX with the help of Miss Regina with Remar Review. I studied my quick facts. I studied my NCLEX virtual trainer for v2 next generation i have to be honest with you all this was my third attempt and i used kaplan and it didn't work for me um regina and her husband mark are blessed and they are highly favored they encouraged me they lift me up, the Remar family. Y'all have no idea. I can, I will, I must pass that NCLEX. And it stuck in my mind, even though I felt discouraged. And when Regina came out with the V2, and I got it, and it was just really simple. 
It was content review. It was connecting the dots. It was two and two plus two, making sense on what it was that you need to know for your NCLEX. It's not just studying questions and reading rationales. It's about what you need to know because everything that you study on those questions are not exactly what it looks like on that NCLEX. Your content is what's going to get you through that NCLEX. It's not about the questions that you study on Saunders and all these different, it's the content. Trust me, everything I studied before was not on that NCLEX. But Regina and Mark and the Remar family, I thank you, I thank you, I thank you. I am a registered nurse by God's grace and mercy. Amen.